I think that it's going through these times ends up shaping who we become and, yeah. and, and ends up becoming um, a part of our story. Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast with Abby Schneiderman and Jean Newman. I'm your host, Angela, and every week I'll be sitting down with Jean and Abby to cover issues related to organizing your life, home, and household. You spent the majority of the time during COVID with your family. Now, your kids were there too, and your kids are really young. It, it was crazy. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, well, now they're five and 10, but when we came here in March of 2020, Danny was three and Winnie was, gosh, eight, uh, I guess. Um, and I mean, she was in nursery school, but I, w- I was thinking about it because the New York Times had, um, because it's been, the, it was the two year anniversary of when New York City shut down. It just, it was occurring to me that Every, I feel like everybody remembers where they were when the country shut down. And like everybody remembers where they were. Everybody remembers where they were on 9-11. Everybody remembers where they were when Princess Diana, you know, died. Like there are these like moments in my life, at least, that I, I remember where I, where I was. I remember where we were sitting watching TV um, when Princess Diana died, actually, here in Rehoboth many, many, many years ago. Um, and we were... We were in our office, I remember, Jean, when de Blasio said, it might not be a good idea to take the subways uh, to work right now. And I remember, I remember thinking, well, if, if everyone can't take the subway to work, how are people going to get to our office? And Adam and I, I just remember the whole snowball being like, well, why don't we tell everybody, let's just go home for the weekend. Take your stuff just in case we can't get back on Monday and we'll just assess the situation after the weekend. And that was the last, that was basically the last time I was in the office. The weirdest thing is looking back on the day, the last day we were in the office. And I remember leaving and it being kind of like a normal thing because I'd always want to get out like at a certain time so I could hit the gym before it got really busy. You know, this was back in the days where going to a gym was a thing before I just became a sloth. And I remember leaving and just saying goodbye to people like, okay, see you tomorrow. Like we might not be around. We'll see what happens. And then getting the email that it's like, you're not, you know, we're the office is going to be closed for maybe two weeks. <laughs> you know, we're not sure. And that feeling of, okay, let's see what happens. But you know, it wasn't like this momentous, like everyone goodbye. I remember being on a zoom or a FaceTime at the time with my f- girlfriends, which I'd never done before. I had a Zoom with my girlfriends. And I remember thinking, and we were discussing, is this, are we going to be like this for the next like two weeks? Like, I can't <laughs> live like this for two weeks. And lo and behold, it's been two years. And so it's just, it, so when we, so what we did was we, we left the city the next day and we took our kids, we took our dog and, and we, came to Rehoboth Beach, which is where my parents live and they have a house. Mm-hmm. And they said, just come for a few weeks and, and we'll, you know, just, we'll be safe here. And we felt really lucky that we had a place to go like that. And lo and yeah. behold, we were here for 10 months and, and there were nine of us here in the household at the time for nine months. We had to live here for nine months. 
That is so wild. The, I remember explaining this when the first two weeks of anything always feel like forever. But then at a certain point, it becomes like a, a roller coaster. And immediately, it you you just can't believe it's been three months and then six months and then a year and now two years. Like, it's crazy to think at how fast it accelerates as we start getting in the habit of this. I think recording them, because when you mentioned September 11th, it's true. Like, I think about it. I mean, we just had the 20th anniversary. And I remember waking up and it wasn't watching it on TV. It was seeing actually in real life, pulling up the bedroom curtain and looking and seeing towers on fire, seeing the second plane hit. And it's strange how that one day, the trauma from that of being in the city and knowing like, for example, Adam living down in Tribeca at the time and people I knew that were down here and people not knowing where anyone was and not knowing what to do. And it's strange how that feeling of watching it unfold and most people seeing it like on television or people that were in DC at the Pentagon, people that were in Pennsylvania where the other plane went down. It's strange how, even though it happened 20 years ago, it really feels like I could go back to that moment in my head as if it was right now. And remembering those things, it, it makes me, it made me think back to, to opportunities I missed to talk to like my grandparents about. Like, what was it like? Like Pearl Harbor? Because right now, like we watched September 11th, like whether you were in the city or anywhere, you watched it unfold in real time. You know, we're watching certain things unfold in real time. But like at a time where you had radio broadcasts and newspapers and the president giving a speech over that, like what was that like to actually experience it from someone in your family as opposed to, you know, reading about it historically? Like what were they actually feeling? And a lot of times you know, we have lost a lot of people from the, that era that, that we may not have gotten their stories from. And it's interesting to find that out. We're living through a moment uh, in history. Our kids are living through something that they will be talking about to their kids and their grandkids, right? Going, They were the first group of kids ever in the history that had to have school canceled for two years, that had to wear masks in schools in the United States, that had to be on Zoom where, you know, my kids were in school where their teachers were Zooming in at one point, right? Like um, this, this, this will be a, a moment that is never forgotten. And how do we, how do we, how do you start to think about things now so that in 20 years from now or 30 years from now or 40 years from now, you can, you can pass down these memories to the next yeah. generation. People that missed their graduation, people that all of a sudden when they're having kids, because that's what's interesting to think that people from September 11th, like there's people born after, like, I mean, 20 years ago, and now that it's still kind of in the thick of it. And we don't really know what the situation is because things go down and we have like, it could be these ebbs and flows. I think that it's going through these times ends up shaping who we become and, yeah. and, and ends up becoming... Um, a part of our story. Here's a question I have. So is there like, okay, we talked about like these major historical events that affected like the world. Uh, are there, what, are there any moments like even historical that happened outside that really had an impact on you that like something that obviously could have been a big deal somewhere, but for some reason it stuck with you really well. Like it shaped how you thought about things, how you felt about things, how, you may have viewed a certain issue or a certain aspect of your own life. I mean, it's interesting because for me, there was one event waking up one morning because I was, you know, in college or around there sleeping on my couch, waking up at weird hours, falling asleep with the TV on. 
And I woke up and I see this horrifying building that exploded on the Today Show. And it was Oklahoma City when that happened. And I remember being so confused thinking, what movie am I watching? This does, well, am I watching some TV? What, what, what's on TV right now? And it took me a while to realize that this had actually happened in real life. Like I still remember that moment. And then it was so terrifying to think that this, something like this could happen. Like, I guess for me, I was always worried about those types of things. I always thought like when it comes to terrorism, when it comes to horrible events, living in New York in 93, knowing the first time they tried to take down the trade center, uh, it was always this kind of weird feeling I had. And then seeing that Oklahoma City thing happen, it really stayed with me in a sense that I'm sure people in Oklahoma to this day are still really traumatized and bothered, especially how horrific uh, the casualties were at the time. And it was one of the first times where we saw this happen in America. And it really stuck with me. And someone might say, well, you're in New York that you've never even been to Oklahoma city. And I'm like, yeah, but there was something about that. That really, like every time there's the memorial, I always read up on it. I like to, you know, learn about the people that we lost during those events. You know, I still do that. Every time I walk past a firehouse in New York city, I always look at the plaques to see what firefighters we lost that day any first responders, like it's things like that, that has become kind of a part of when I'm walking around New York, if I'm in a neighborhood that I haven't been to that fire department, and I just see one, I'll always cross over and just look at the plaques and see things like that. Because I feel like those things have stuck so personally. Yeah, for, for some reason, this, this particular event has, um, but it's, it's just, it, it's just terrible to watch. And, and it, it really hits close to home. My grandmother was from Kiev. And um, so, you know, for all intents and purposes, my family is part Ukrainian um, and we um, we've been just watching the news constantly and, yeah. and trying to think of what can we do to help um, my kids, us. We've been having dinnertime conversations around uh, around ideas for ways that we could help. We've been trying to find the right organizations to um, to donate to, it's just, right. This is, these are, these are, this is going to be another event that my kids are going to remember. And, um, and, and these are important. It's important to, um, it's important to think about as, as we're going through them. I, we actually, um, a few weeks ago, we, we cooked a large meal for two, Afghani refugee families in Washington, DC. And I will remember this. Um, I will remember this night for forever because first of all, we cooked Afghani food, which we didn't quite understand why the organization that, that organized this was having us cook Afghani food. We're like, really? Shouldn't we cook like lasagna or yeah. something, you know, something that we were really, you're really good at cooking, um, but okay. And it ended up being this amazing experience because we followed up. They gave us the menu to, to, to cook. And it was like five things. I mean, I could tell you what they were, but they were, and we cooked them and they were amazing. Well, we thought so. We're like, they probably are like, yeah, my, my grandmother does better. Um, but we, we, so we went over to our family friend's house who, so first of all, she, she offered up her house. She has a big kitchen and we brought the ingredients and we, started making all of these things. I could show you the pictures. They were incredible. It was a chicken dish. It was a, it was a big, huge salad. It was uh, an eggplant dish. It was um, pistachio pudding. 
Um, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting what else we cooked, um, but it'll come back to me. And, and we did this with our kids. So I had both of my kids there. We did this with another family. Um, and it was just amazing talking about why are we doing this? Who is this helping? And then the next day, our friend delivered the food to the two families, directly to the two families. And she said, they just, they just, you know, were saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And after that day, I've been like, what else can I do? I, I feel like that moment for me, for some reason, just now I'm on a mission to figuring out what more I can do to help other people, other people. Um, not that, you know, I've dedicated my life for the past 12 years to building you know, our company to help people, but this was a different, this was on a whole different level. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's these kinds of moments that we, we need to somehow figure out how to remember. And this is great because there's so many, I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of these that we're talking about, like we're talking about these massive events, but a lot of times it also becomes these personal things that matter to you, your family, your friends, because a lot of times it isn't, like you can't as much as we want to like if we sat here and listed out all the problems like we just have a breakdown because we'd be like wow there's just too many it's just right. it's impossible so you get to that sense of what can you do and what i also think what i also remember about this that night wasn't just what we did but actually what it was what melanie did because she was she wasn't she was just opening up her home so that she could teach us and our kids how to live her values, which we're helping others. She's incredibly philanthropic and she is always doing things to help everybody else. And I think getting to witness somebody else doing that, even for us and, and teaching us how to, how to kind of live the way that she lives was also something incredibly meaningful and that we'll remember and now can try to pass down. I want to be like her, right? I want, I hope that one day I'm inviting uh, family friends and their children over to make food for people in need. And actually the next day we were out and we were, um, we were downtown in, in Washington somewhere. And there was a, there was like a, uh, ice, not an, uh, a polar bear plunge going into the river oh, really? and, wa- <laughs> and and there was this giant event happening. We weren't part of the event. We were just, happy. Oh, come on. We need footage. No, of that. We, we were walking it. by. We we're like, what's happening here? And they're like, it's a polar bear plunge. And we're like, okay, we're not doing that. And Wawa was one of the sponsors and they love Wawa. Uh, you know, I'm a Wawa fanatic. Well, I know. I know. That's why I mentioned this. And so they were walking by and this woman who's manning the, uh, the, uh, a Wawa booth was like, do your kids want a box of stuff? Because we have way too much here for the event. So we said, sure. She hands us this giant box filled with cookies and water bottles and um, brownies and, and apple slices. It was this amazing box of stuff from Wawa. And my daughter, Winnie said, we should go find some homeless people that really need this. And so we did. And we found, we went under, we were driving, we found under a bridge, there was this tent, um, this group of tents. And we went over and d- delivered this giant box of goodies from Wawa and said, would you like this? And they said, are you serious? And we said, so it's just, I think that one moment with, you know, making, cooking food for, for, um, 
for Afghani refugees leads to a next day of delivering. It, 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 these kinds of things can start to um, snowball and, and then become the kinds of things that make up the people who you are. This podcast is brought to you by Everplans, the app designed to guide you through securely storing and sharing your most important information. We're pretty much everywhere you are, so be sure to follow us. We're at Everplans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. See you next week.